0: This is the Thrive Podcast with Shiloh
1: Missionary Baptist Church. And now, Pastor Fred Jeff Smith.
0: Hello. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. I'm Fred Jeff Smith, pastor of Shiloh, and I'm very happy that you took the time today to either view on our YouTube channel or listen on iTunes. We are doing the third installment for 2019, so we're calling this season two, episode three, Uh, and uh, we're grateful. For everyone who takes the time to listen, we do invite you to invite others to listen to the Thrive Podcast. If you find it beneficial to you, if you find it helpful, if you find it informative, let somebody else know about the Thrive Podcast and invite them to listen and or view as well. We also want to remind you that in addition to the interview, which we're dropping today, uh, we drop new content Monday through Friday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Uh, we add uh excerpts from our uh, Sunday morning worship experiences or our midweek Bible study experiences. And we trust that you'll find those helpful and beneficial as well. If you have a question or comment that you want to make about the Thrive Podcast, please feel free to contact me at Fred Jeff Smith, F-R-E-D-J-E-F-F-S-M-I-T-H at Cox.net. And I would love to hear from you. I am very honored today to have brothers with me. In fact, they are the Urban Brothers. And uh, I've been doing business with them for uh, maybe about seven, eight months now uh, that you all have been providing me with juices. Uh, One of our previous guests, uh, Ellen McKnight, uh, introduced me to these young men. And uh, Ellen is a nutritionist, and she was trying to help me uh, to lose weight. We're having some degree of success and and not quite as much as we would like to have, but one of the things that uh, she tried to get me to appreciate is the value of using juices to supplement uh, certain meals and she turned me on to these young men uh, who do their own juicing and I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you because their name is Will. And I want them to introduce themselves to you. Will, Will, thank you for being here with us today on the Thrive Podcast.
1: Thanks for having us, Brother Fred. Tell tell us about you. Tell us who you all are. So I'm Willie, and this is my brother.
2: Hey, how y'all doing, family? What's your name? Uh, I'm Will as well. (laughs) Will what? Will Roberts. What's your full name? Oh, William Roberts. William and Willie.
1: There you go. We go by will and wills it's a lot easier It's a catchy phrase and catchy name, so we try to keep it in- interesting you know for our family members. How did you get
0: into juicing and into organic uh, farming and, and all of the other things that you're into that that hopefully we'll get to. T- tell us how, how you got into this
2: so uh, we kind of got into this uh, pretty much just by living living this lifestyle ourselves. Uh, we started juicing and Eating on a cleaner diet, Um, you know, we just wanted to, you know, live healthier and have more energy, Uh, just you know, live a better lifestyle. And uh, I I started out by myself doing it. Uh, Probably about a month or two later, I finally convinced my brother to, uh, you know, coming on board with me, and uh, that was a real big help. You know what I'm saying? Because we live together, Uh, so with us being in the same house, uh, if he's, you know, eating. Uh, one way and I'm eating on a plant-based diet, you know, it's still kind of hard, you know, for me to, uh, you know, smell those, you know, the food does still smell good. Right. But, um, when I finally got him to, you know, get off and quit, you know, eating that way, you know, it was one of the best days in my life because it really helped me out. So, let let,
0: let me interrupt for just a second because you, you said this and when we, when we went to lunch the other day, you used the same terminology. Most people use the term vegetarian or vegan or pescatarian or one of those things. Right. You consistently say plant-based diet. You don't want to be identified as a vegan or a vegetarian or a, or a pescatarian. I'm assuming that that's intentional. Am I? Am I correct in that?
2: Uh, correct. Correct. Okay.
0: So when you say you eat a plant-based diet aside from the obvious what what does that mean and how does that differentiate itself from vegetarians or vegans or or what
2: have you okay so uh plant based is uh is all you know eating all plants um you know when you say vegan you know vegan That still you know you can still eat uh you know processed foods um maybe no no dairy but i know processed uh goods for sure mm-hmm. yeah but uh,
1: like i said with the alkaline lifestyle is uh, from the, the research that we've uh, come across and have gained over the last two and a half to three years, mm-hmm. and learning learning more daily is, um, is how the journey goes. Now this is self study, right? This you, is you, this is self study. You all
0: went on a journey to find out how to eat better. Correct for yourselves. Correct. Okay.
1: I mean that's how we got into to urban. That's what urban bros uh, pretty much. Uh, That's how it started. A Mm -hmm. lot of uh, people want to know how do we can how do we maintain on a plant based lifestyle. Is pretty much how we got into doing a health and wealth business. Right. So I mean, the business that we in is a uh, it's our passion and our purpose. Like I tell people all the time, um, we sell juice and we do have other wellness products, but it's a lot of people who uh, might can't afford the juice at times. Right. Product, I'll literally give give a person a juice just because they're even interested mm-hmm. in wanting to um, you know know more about a healthy lifestyle or even have have any kind of interest or want to just be healthier. Because a lot of people think health is, is health, it's health it costs more to be healthier or it costs more to eat on a healthier lifestyle. But it doesn't cost more at all if you really uh, just if you break it down, especially eating more on a on a plant based lifestyle. So eating more whole foods. Um, mm-hmm. We're here in Louisiana, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of land. There's a lot of people who still uh, grow vegetables mm-hmm. and greens. So if your neighbor or a family member are are, are growing fresh food or you can even you know do it yourself mm-hmm. you know that's right there you're cutting your grocery bill down or if if you're just buying whole foods you uh just vegetables and and fruits it's a lot cheaper than going to uh you know purchase the uh, the meat which is our typical american um uh, way of eating right you know so it's not expensive it can be more expensive if you don't if you don't really fix your own meals i have uh
0: I have been informed that red meat is simply not good for you. As much as I love red meat, that that it does not, your body does not properly dispose of red meat. And if you're not careful, it can make you very, very sick. Uh, uh, I'm a meat eater. I, I I don't see myself not being a meat eater. But I have, cut down severely the amount of red meat that I eat. I was told I could do turkey, I could do chicken I could do fish and thank God I can do lamb because lamb tastes a whole lot like red meat and when I when I want my fix I, I go and get some lamb right How do you all adjust to not eating meat at all or, or limiting severely your intake of, of meat? How, I'm at, how how did that come about and and was it a long process before you could just let it go or or what
1: i can honestly say at at this stage of my uh of my journey in life um i'm fully 100% no meat like it's not uh it's not tempting it's not uh, it's not something that i crave for instance even uh i want to say it was yesterday my brother and i were we were somewhere and we we had to, actually we were getting ready to go into the gym yeah. And we smell Popeyes on Florida at the Planet Fitness, mm-hmm. but there's no Popeyes in the area, but you smell pop, Popeyes as that smell lingering from right. somewhere. So you get sometimes you'll get those smells because the the industry is real good at putting that smell out for to bring bring you into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But when you got the information and you know, you know, uh, why I don't eat the meat or why I don't eat the chicken or why I I don't I try to consume or I consume uh, the plant-based uh option for my you know for my diet mm-hmm. once you get that information you know why you're doing it so it's, it's all about more of the why versus the taste because myself personally i was eating all of the meats from the red meat to the the to all of the meats pork uh, the cow the everything like mm-hmm. typical american uh you know mm-hmm. diet and my my aunt tried to Showed me a, a video on like cow conspiracy over like s- probably seven to ten years ago And I told her I didn't want to see it because I mean it's this is what I consume. <laughs> this is what I eat I So you know when I when I found uh, this uh this vegan lifestyle uh, My brother was pretty much the one to <coughs> in- introduce it to to myself mm-hmm. and um you know just going in getting doing more studies and research and, and Knowing what's going on with the the industry from the, uh, from the meat, even to the vegetables, you know, just the food industry in general, it just makes you question what we put in our body. And it, it makes it makes us question why the old, older people were growing their food and living longer versus now people are dying at a, at a younger age. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, my, my grandparents used to do this and do that, but they were raising either their own, like you say, vegetables and meat, so they knew right. what were going into the, you know, what, what were being fed to the the plants or to the animals. Um, even, like I say, vegetables in the store these days, you have to, you know, be careful what you purchase just because of the chemicals that's, that's put on the, you know, on the, the food.
0: So you guys are in the juicing business. Correct. How long does it take you? Because you grow your own product we for grow the mo- most part, most of it. How long does it take you to grow? And well, how, how much? I guess what I'm trying to ask is, what's the time consumption that goes into the the harvesting, the planting, the harvesting, the pressing, the storage, the whole? Nice. I buy from you guys once a week, and I get. Twelve jars of of various juices. What does it take, time wise, to produce those twelve jars
1: of juices? Our whole life. <laughs> 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 so it's like I tell people, it's a it's a never ending thing. I mean, uh-huh. as far as like you say, from working in the garden to to harvesting in the garden to you know washing off your vegetables to having to still grab some from from the store. Um juicing the uh, the product to labeling the jars, um to running the business side of the business. Right. It's it's never it's never ending. Right. You know, it's in our sleep we're still still thinking of how we can, you know, uh run the business, keep it consistent, grow it and keep it consistent, still take care of our family members and customers and you know, not try to grow too fast and just think about a dollar. Once again, like I say, it's, we believe in health and wealth, mm-hmm. and the health is not just the wealth is not just the money. The wealth is is your is your health. Right. You know. So leading by example and making like my brother and I were just getting back into the gym for the new year. We do a lot of calisthenics mm-hmm. and have been, and just getting back into the gym is uh, it's been a big help because we have a lot of people who are interested in. A product we have called Sea Moss, and Sea Moss is is real good for uh, people who are working out, people who are into fitness. Um, it has a lot of different um, healing is properties. What it sounds like it is. So it's, it's from the sea. sea.
2: Vegetables, so yeah. Okay, pretty, pretty much it's uh, you can get it in its raw, you know, its natural state form from us, mm-hmm. or you can also get it uh, in its gel form, and that's the way you want to consume it. You can cook with it, you can add it to your smoothies. Uh, or you can just, like you say, get a scoop of it and go ahead and get it in quick, instantly.
0: Is it from the sea? I mean, is it a saltwater plant or is it a freshwater plant or what?
2: Yeah, so it's, um, you know, it it, it lies along, like you say, a lot of different uh, areas of mm-hmm. the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does, like you say, it is uh, have a saltwater taste. Uh, our sea moss is fresh uh, from Jamaica. Um, so it is, like you say, a little uh, salt taste, but mm-hmm. once you, like you say, soak it, do the process, it's, uh, it's not bad at all. Especially, like you say, knowing that you're getting all of those benefits from it. Mm-hmm. You know, our body lacks minerals. You know, so you're, uh, when you ingest sea moss, you're getting 92 of the 102 minerals that the body needs. So that's, Did you hear that?
0: 92 of 102 minerals yeah. in sea moss. Did you hear that? Keep going. I just want to make so, sure that they that, that they heard that part.
2: Right, right, right. No, it's it's definitely important. Um, vitamins, like you say, most of our life we've been taught, you know, you know, take our vitamins, get our vitamins. But truth be told, our body can naturally produce thirteen out of the fourteen uh, vitamins, but our bodies can't produce minerals, so we must ingest those. Okay. Yeah. <sighs>
1: And, and then most Keep vitamins, going. once again, that you, that you get from the store, they're chemically based. So we believe in, like I say, living a chemical-free life, uh, you know, not consuming as as many chemicals as possible. Of course, we live in Louisiana, so chemicals are all in the air. Right. But, you know, you want to l- eliminate as much chemical intake into the body as possible. And a lot of chemicals are coming through the foods and the p- products that we consume. Right.
2: And like he basically, like he was saying, trying to uh, consume these um, minerals, you're going to get vitamins, too, like you say, through eating on a plant-based diet, minerals. But as far as the alkaline side go, like you say, pretty much alkaline is pretty much eating like indigenous foods, Mm -hmm. you know, so things that were like a lot of things now are man-made. So there's no nutritional value. Right. You know, you want to eat, you know, food, you know, right from God, you know, that's stuff that, you know, he placed here. And all that food, it actually, you know, is consistent with our bodies. So our bodies We were talking the other digest. day
0: when you all. No, no, you, you're doing fine. When, when, when I went to eat with you guys, uh, what was the name of I, vegan, I, vegan it, friendly, it, foods. vegan friendly foods? Yes, um, and very good food. A little bit too definitely, much rice, yeah, but very good food. Uh, uh, we got to talking about sweeteners while we were sitting there, and right. and I mentioned. Sugar and you mentioned something else. I can't remember what it was called.
1: Was it the agave? Agave. Yes.
0: Agave. Plant based. And, and you all made the distinction that agave is healthier for you than sugar, even though sugar is plant based, also, right? Sugar comes from sugar cane. Tell the audience the distinction that you made between agave and sugar cane.
2: Okay, so agave, like you say, they both are from plants. But the agave is, like you say, that's an indigenous plant. So mm-hmm. it makes it alkaline. Okay. So your body can, like you say, digest it properly. It's not harmful to the body. You still want to, like you say, it's sweet. So you want to, like you say, still you know, watch how much you are taking. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one you said?
0: No, I was just... I wanted you to draw the distinction between sugar, Sugar which comes from sugar cane, and agave, which is also plant-based. Because I found it fascinating that you said that even though sugar is is a plant, it's not a good plant. So then not all plants are good for you. I I found that mind-blowing.
2: No, no, definitely. uh, The sugar cane, that's a plant that uh, is man-made.
0: That's what I wanted you to get to.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah, so it's not, I mean, that's... uh, it's not your body is not going to digest that so it's just going to linger around in your system so like you say now it's going to cause inflammation in the body you just don't want to be consuming uh, at least at least as possible of uh, plants or any food that is not uh, alkaline or indigenous
0: so sugar is a man-made cross-pollination of various plants yeah, I, had, I couldn't tell sugar. you
1: exactly which plants it's, it's bred with, but right. it's, it's being crossed to, to make the sugar cane plant.
0: And they did it primarily because sugar, uh, could, you could make money in the sugar industry.
1: It's a big, big industry. So, so this was about making money. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially like you have the difference between, you have now you have the white sugar, then you have your raw sugar, Right. and you know, mostly anything that's, that's white has been bleached, so like right. white flour, white sugar, so a lot of those different uh, white ingredients that we've been, like you say, uh, raised to use, we want to unlearn and relearn what, you know, what to use versus those particular uh, ingredients. Ellen makes the
0: point to me all the time that almost anything that's white is bad for you. you. You should not have anything. She doesn't want me eating white bread. She doesn't want me consuming white sugar. So forth. Yeah, I, I can correct get this on the whole one. Ellen show if I wanted to. <laughs> but, but she did not explain to me what, what you all explained to me when we went to lunch the other day, that while sugar comes from a plant, it doesn't come from a natural or indigenous plant. It comes from something that was man manufactured through cross pollination of of different plants in order to produce something that they could make money on correct that that, that this was an more than a food decision this was an economics
1: i mean so decision. I, that's why that's why we're real serious when we say plant based versus vegan because they have a couple companies out now that have these vegan burgers. Right. And these companies are are getting rich off of these burgers. But if you look at the ingredients in the in their burgers, you can't even pronounce half of the ingredients because it's all chemical based. So it's it's not just saying, oh, I'm not gonna eat a, a hamburger you know, and I'm going to eat this vegan burger because it's, it's quote unquote vegan. Right. right. You still want to know what you're putting in your body, not just because they tell you it's vegan and vegan is good for you. Just because it says vegan doesn't mean it's, it's healthy or good for you. Right. You know, and that's that's the, the difference that we want um, to, you know, to show our, our family members, followers and anybody who wants to, you know, know what we know and go a little bit further because we don't know everything. We're right. learn, learning as we go. Right. It's a daily process. And any um, family members or uh, people that we deal with, we like to get information you know, from them as well because we need to share as a people so that we can you know, tackle this problem together because we've been lied to a lot, of, a lot of our years on this planet about a lot of different things, and food is one of the biggest ones. So,
0: This is number two. Yes. What? What? What's in this? Is this is one of their products? This is uh, uh, juice. And it's labeled number two. What's
1: in number two? Is, is that one of your one of your favorites? Yes, it is. I love the beet juice. Okay, so right now it's, uh, it's it's called just number two, mm-hmm. and we are working on. Uh, we have new labels in process. Right. And number two, I believe we're gonna call it a uh, heartbeat. Okay. It's uh, it's real good for uh, for heart health. It's also good for inflammation. The ingredients are uh, apples, beets, cilantro, and cucumber.
0: Let me tell you something. I don't eat beets. Never have. But I love this juice.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And so, like you say, just uh a big part of the That's juice. good stuff. The juicing business, we got into that business because um a lot of uh people don't like to consume vegetables and fruits mm-hmm. um in their solid state. So once you take the vegetables and run them through the juicer, you extract the cells and those um uh, Set, once you extract the cells they go straight to once you drink the juice it goes straight to your bloodstream so it charges your cells and your body from the the cells from the plant do you
0: mess up vegetables in how you prepare them? when I was a child my grandmother we, we, we had it, it was required that we had salad for dinner every day then we had rice and gravy every day every day, every which, day. which is why I don't like so much rice right, right, every right. day then we had a vegetable and then we had a meat uh, uh sunday and monday was always chicken tuesday was usually some kind of a stew uh by the time you got to the weekend on saturday it was either fish or shrimp but but this was our meal every day my grandmother uh prepared dinner for us all the time and when we would have a different vegetable we would have okra we would have green beans we would have mustard greens we would have collard greens even though we were eating a vegetable every day, she seasoned those vegetables with bacon grease <laughs> and with salt and with pepper. Right. I mean, and I loved it. Don't no missing everything but okra. I, I'm not an okra fan at all. But everything but okra, I loved and and it tasted great. But I, as a 57 year old man, I've I've come to understand that she killed most of the vegetable with the grease and the, the salt wow. and the pepper. So, is there a healthy way to prepare these vegetables where you get a certain degree of taste, uh, but you don't ruin the, the nutrients that are actually in the vegetable?
2: Yeah, the, um, so there's a lot of um, alkaline seasoning and herbs that you can season your mm-hmm. food with. And so it's alkaline, so it's still very healthy and uh, beneficial to the body. Uh, you can, just like uh, if you like your meat, before you season your meat, mm-hmm. you know, you're not gonna enjoy it because you need some, you know, some kind of flavor to it. Right. You know, so just with the vegetables, and you can eat the vegetables. Uh, Raw or without
1: seasoning? No, I can't. <laughs> most of, most of them most of them have a good taste. Uh, you can eat them raw without putting any any uh, seasoning on them. But like like if you look back at meat, you can't eat meat. Most or most of us don't eat meat raw, correct? Or, or we don't eat it with uh, with no seasoning, correct? But vegetables are, are a total opposite. Most vegetables have a distinct taste that you can eat, but only the
0: people of a certain age. People people my age. Right. They were they were like I was. I mean, I wasn't the only person who had somebody in the house who was preparing these vegetables yeah. right. this way, and 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 so we came to appreciate the vegetable, not for the vegetable's sake, for the, right. but for the seasoning that was put on the vegetable, which pretty much changed what the vegetable tasted like. The idea of picking up. A, a, a raw piece of vegetable. You name the vegetable, whichever one you want, and just consuming it. Uh, the fact that you can do it, it, that just doesn't seem
2: appetizing. Not exciting right? to me. No, not so exciting at all. Right, right. It's
1: like a cucumber. It's, it's similar to a pickle. You try, uh, slice your cucumber. You can eat. The- I can eat a pickle. Kosher dill. I well, why, not, a why not eat a cucumber and put a little sea salt on there? Sea salt. Okay. So so, so we're okay with some salt? Sea salt is alkaline. Yeah, okay. Sea
2: salt is 80-plus is, uh, minerals in sea salt, so sea salt is, is amazing to consume, but you still like anything. Moderation. Wanna okay. Watch my out, wife wins consult.
0: on that one because she said sea salt is better. Than iodized salt, and I argued with her. So now I have to go back and say, I was wrong. You were right, uh, <laughs> because she, she she won't let any other salt come in the house
1: except sea salt. So because she cares well, about you.
0: When I was a kid, we always had iodized salt. My father insisted on getting iodized salt. I brought iodized salt into the house, and she said, No, this this this, this can't stay here, and you what? have to get sea salt. So you win, Dmitri. I'm okay. wrong on that one. But but. but <laughs> I just, for me, and I, I don't think I'm the only person out there, eating raw vegetables just doesn't appeal
1: so, to me. So once again, it's, we have to we have to unlearn and relearn because right. like I say, we've been taught to eat a certain way. You know, it starts, uh, it goes all the way back down to our grandparents and to uh, our great grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've been taught or trained to eat a certain way and as we continue to you know to live in this in this world we have to things change Mm -hmm. over time we were once kids now we're adults so things do change so when when we get more information we now we live in the information age versus Mm -hmm. the industrial age Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of information out there that we weren't taught as kids or coming through school that we can tap into now and once we have that information and those different resources and the proof once you see that okay man this is maybe what i should be consuming um this person is has uh cured their of this disease or um they're taking their off of this blood pressure medicine mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is when you when you see that the food is our medicine that's enough for me to say well man you know i need to Unlearn some of the things that I learned, and learn some new things, and maybe get rid of some of those old taste buds, and you know, keep an open mind and try some new some new things. Now, I'm not gonna say I like I might like I might not like every uh, fruit and vegetable raw or every fruit and vegetable um, in general, but for the most part, me personally, I haven't had too many that I don't that I don't you know so, that I so don't if, like.
0: If, if you prepare green beans for dinner tonight, how would you prepare it? Just tell me what what you would do with green beans.
1: Um, if I did green beans, which we uh, we don't consume green beans anymore, it's not on our uh, our alkaline list. But if I did, give me one that's on your alkaline list. So yeah, just give me say if I if, on your... if I if I did uh, kale, for instance, a lot of people would think uh, you can't kale is too hard or it's just hard to eat. Mm-hmm. If you you can saute your kale, use some sea salt. Uh, maybe use a little cayenne if you like spice. Maybe use some uh, ginger powder with onion powder. And add you some onions, maybe with some mushrooms. Put it on a, a pile of um, uh, wild rice. And boom, you got you a nice, healthy. It doesn't sound too bad. No, it's, it's, it's it delicious. We have to bad. bring you a bowl. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yes. Well.
1: Yes. Well, this I'm is...
0: always willing to try, you know, <laughs> as long as you don't put any okra in it. We'll, no we'll, we'll, we'll be good. We we'll remember
1: the okra. Yeah. No. No okra at all. Yeah. We actually had right. okra uh, in our garden for uh, the past past season. It did. It did well too. Even though you don't eat okra. Is is spinach an alkaline vegetable? So it's not. Okay. I can't win. <laughs> it's tough I when love, you
0: say... I love spinach. So it's uh, tough
1: when you say alkaline. You know, it's it's, it's two different things when okay. you say vegan or plant-based. Right. Then, like, you know, you could either say vegan alkaline, uh, uh, alkaline vegan or alkaline plant-based right. uh, lifestyle. It's, like you said, that word alkaline is, is tough, and it can be tough to live 100% alkaline.
0: When we went to lunch the other day, I had uh, sweet potatoes. They were very good. Uh, uh, the sweet potatoes were, were excellent. The red beans and rice were excellent. The jambalaya was even excellent. It, it was just too much rice for me. Right. But, but uh, it, it was all very good food. I could eat sweet potatoes two or three times a week, and, and I don't think i get too bored with that. Would sweet potatoes be a good thing?
1: What about butternut squash? So I can make, I, I'm, I can, learning,
0: I'm learning to like squash. We can I, make the squash taste like, like squash. The
1: sweet potato. Because of the sweet potato. I like
0: these people who say they can make spaghetti out of what zucchini
1: Sp- or oh, what does they make? So spaghetti? yeah, you can make spaghetti out of zucchini, out of cucumbers, or maybe not the cucumber, but the zucchini. You can just, uh, it's a little machine that you just uh, turn it, and then it, it makes the noodle. So it is a noodle, and then that's your spaghetti noodle, and it's it's a healthy option. In other words,
0: you have to you have to retrain not just your eating habits, but retrain your palate. Correct. Because, part of part of the joy for me of eating, I don't just eat because I need food, because I need sustenance. Right. Uh, it would it would be better for me if I did only eat for sustenance, but I eat because I enjoy food. I'm a foodie as well. I, I I mean I I really enjoy certain foods, so I would have to retrain my entire. Palette, my entire taste bud system, in order to enjoy the things that you all are describing and yet eat more healthy. And the question becomes, what would it take for me to be willing to make that kind of new commitment in order to do that?
2: If I would have to uh, recommend anything, I would say far as just start um, you know, getting the information you know on why to consume more of a plant-based diet mm-hmm. one main reason i would you know say you know because when we you know eat on the westernized diet that what the diet that we have been given
1: mm-hmm.
2: we're compromising our immune system okay you know um if we eat more of a plant-based diet uh, especially first at first we have to like you say cleanse and detox our bodies mm-hmm. and then incorporate those you know good fruits and vegetables and uh, like you say, supplements for not supplements. I'm sorry, like herbs, uh, like the sea moss, things like that. Put mm-hmm. those minerals back in our body, build our body back up. Mm-hmm. Our body, our body alone can fight off anything, any disease, any illness, because there's no disease that can uh, ally or withstand within, within an alkaline body. So you want your body an alkaline. state. Say that state. again.
0: No disease can
1: withstand body, an alkaline. If your right. body
2: is at a at a at pretty much an alkaline state. Uh huh. There's no disease that can because your immune system is so strong. Your immune system can fight all of that stuff off. But we have compromised our immune system. So now our immune system is so weak. You know it can't fight. It can't fight against all that stuff. Wow. well that
0: would saying. be pretty strong. Motivation to change your diet.
2: Yeah, the key is to,
1: to 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 have your body on as as alkaline as lifestyle as as, as possible. You want to be as as alkaline, your body as alkaline as possible. Of course, we will still consume some. Uh, not just saying us, but just in general, you will somewhere in there get something that has a little acid, um, you know, in it. But you want to consume as much alkaline uh, products as you can, because that's what's going to charge your cells. And like my brother say, able to help you uh, fight off any uh, diseases. Let's
0: get back to the economics of this for, for a second. Um, vegetarian, vegan lifestyles, pescatarian lifestyles. I'm hearing a lot of this, especially from a lot of young people. There are a lot of young people in our church uh, who now that they've reached the age of college and they're going away to school and they're able to make their own food choices they're coming back telling me that I've become a vegetarian or I've become a vegan things of that sort is this just a novelty or is this is this uh expanded knowledge based upon some kind of uh educational promotion and guess what I'm trying to get to is is there something behind this pushing this uh uh from an economics standpoint, where somebody's trying to promote something that ultimately will make them money, because america is 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 based upon capitalism and based upon pushing the next big thing uh, in order to generate a new uh, uh, fee base uh, a new group of people who will who will pay for their product. is there a way to make uh, a vegan or a vegetarian lifestyle—can people abuse it? I guess is—and I'm asking the question very poorly. Can it be abused by people who see the ability to make a profit from this?
2: Uh, it's, it's being done now, so yeah, definitely. Uh, like, like just like you say, far as uh, people, you know, making money off of these things—that's mm-hmm. why it's just we want to be careful because the world is, you know, it's taking that shift to where, like you say, everything. They're even thinking about, like you say, shutting down a lot of uh, cow uh, farms and things Mm -hmm. like that. But just because, like my brother said earlier, that they're uh, putting out this new kind of uh, meat, or not meat, but meat substitute, Mm -hmm. but it's still, like you say, soy-based. Soy is is very harmful to the body, Mm -hmm. you know? So like you say, a lot of people, you gotta be careful with information you're getting, because there's people, like you say, who are, are, that right now capitalizing on this new, like you say, a world shift and transition
0: mm-hmm. so yes See so I see it in the church all the time uh, uh, somewhere along the way about 35 maybe 40 years ago I'm getting old now uh, people began to realize that they could make money on gospel music there was a time when, when most gospel music was relegated to the church right. and, and the only place that you heard it was in the church right <laughs> Somewhere along the way, the people realize there's an audience for this, and if I promote it right, then I can make money off of this. Mm. And now you have reached a place where you have what they call contemporary gospel music, which to my ear is not gospel music Mm. at all, it's pop music where they throw God in there every fourth or fifth line Hmm. or they throw Jesus in there every now and then and if you couldn't hear the words you could not distinguish a pop song or an R&B song or even a rock song from a, a, a gospel song and that's not being promoted by churches that's not being promoted by religious entities that's being promoted by business people who say I can make money if I push this as gospel music there's an audience out there that we had not been able to tap But now we can tap them and we can draw money from them. And I'm wondering if the same thing is true with regard to this healthier uh, eating style, healthier lifestyle thing. If somebody is behind the curtain... Like the Wizard of I mean, Oz, we definitely are promoting this, trying to pull strings in order to make a profit.
1: We definitely live in a capitalist uh, country, so I mean, it definitely is money, money behind it. You know, right now, a lot of people are say this is a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fad, from the the vegan to the vegetarian, a pescatarian. I'm hearing, I'm hearing it more than I've ever heard it in my life. Just right. these different uh, uh, labels, labels, exactly. Yes. So I mean, it's definitely, uh, I'm. Glad that it's a, a fad or something that's going on right now because we live in an information age. Mm-hmm. So it will, you know, grab and hold and some people will, you know, learn from it and, and continue to, um, you know, to to increase they, their knowledge and um, grow their journey as a maybe a, a plant based or a, a cleaner eater. In uh, in in this life and in their, in their life, mm-hmm. but um, at the end of the day, it's always going to be you know uh, money driven. I've met uh, some people that have juiced with me before, or that I've seen other business people I've seen out and they they're just like yeah i got to make some money on this on this vegan movement there you go and i mean i mean See, it's that's always what I'm talking about. that's yeah. exactly what i'm talking <laughs> about yeah it's always it's always it's always money involved not
0: about healthier lifestyle not about helping people right. but about i can make a profit off of this yes yes people want to make money and once the profit is gone all these people are going to be gone and they're going to move on to something Else,
1: so when we first, when we before we even made this into a uh, went and got an LLC or decided we were going to be uh, calling our business Urban Bros, my brother just on our journey, he said, Man, when he, just find information, he said, Man, I want to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I said, Bro, I said, The only way the way you do that is just by living it. You know, so that's where we come with our business and this health and wealth. Like I tell people, it's bigger than just the money mm-hmm. because, I mean, I could, I'm from, like I tell people, I'm from Oakland, California. I can sell you paper off of a tree, but being in this health and wealth and living this lifestyle, you take, take the money out of it you know it's about like you say helping the people it's a lot, living in louisiana right. it's a lot of people here that are more on the uh in the obese or in, into you know overweight right you know and 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 your life depends on it because you know when you when you overweight you know your body is overworking so when you able to like you say live on a like you say i show people my picture right. and they say is that really you and i say yes that's really me that's no uh i, I wasn't diagnosed with any any uh doctor um uh, any sickness, but if you look at the picture on the left and look at the picture on the right, I look to sick: and- Yeah, but, 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 but this is not a thing where you
0: lost weight, and, and for those who are watching on YouTube, just just go to look at that. But, but it's bigger it than just losing person. the weight. Yeah. My point is, you know, when, when you have these diet things, they say, I lost 500 pounds in two weeks. You know, that, that kind of foolishness. You took time. This did not happen. That's six over, years. Six years to go from 250 pounds to 180 pounds. If I do my math right, that's a 70-pound loss over six years. Not a 70-pound loss in six months. Correct. Not a 70-pound loss in a year, but a 70-pound loss over a six-year period of time. So that's that's what? 11 pounds a year that, that you On lost if, if, if I'm doing my division correctly? So you can, you can achieve a healthier lifestyle and it not be a gimmick.
1: That's not the be, point that I'm getting to. Exactly. Like you say, when you... When you're doing it for self, so that's that's the main thing like I gotta tell people. I can I can want the best for you or for the next person, but the main goal is like once I put the information in your in your face or you you find out about what we got going, you check out our page. We put a lot of health uh, information out, and in the why, the why is is real is real key. Once I, I introduce that to you, it's up to to that that particular person. To, to know where they're at in their lifestyle and and, and where they where they want to be, know where they maybe came from, know where they're at now, and right. know and know where you want to be, right? You know, and that's that's the key right there is is to, is your why. That's the main thing. Is why why do I want to. To, to lose weight or why do I want to uh, eat on a healthier lifestyle? Is it because I have grandkids and I want to see them become, you know, grown grown right. people and, and, and be healthy while they're, you know, while they're uh, grown and living and I live my healthier, healthiest life so that I can enjoy them? Or is it just because I want to look good or is it because I want to feel good? It's, you got to ask yourself, what's the why?
0: You, I'm a preacher. That'll preach. Asking the why instead of the how. Boy, I just came up with a sermon. Um, (laughs) That's powerful. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Because what you're saying is we're asking the wrong questions
1: for the most part. Most of the time.
0: When, When it comes to weight loss, for example, we're asking how and not asking why. And we're focusing on the struggles of the how. I'm guilty of that. How do I lose weight? I have to stop eating things that I enjoy. In order some to things. lose weight, mm, yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with some things. Uh, but if but if I focused more on the why than the how, if if you're comfortable with the why, it makes the how that much easier to deal with. If if my why is I want to live long enough to see my sons have children of their own and I have grandkids or I want to live, I made my wife a promise when we got married that we were going to be together for 40 years now, that means I got to do a whole lot of changing if I'm going to make 40 years if that's a why and if that becomes important enough to me then the how takes care of itself, I don't mind giving up Sprites and and Seven Ups and Cokes and Doctor Pepper. If you, if you have if, the why, if, if I have a strong enough why, I don't mind limiting my uh, beef intake. If I have a strong enough why, so the focus needs to be on the why and not the how.
1: Correct, and like you said, with my transformation, it didn't just happen in like a quick six months or a year. It, just, it takes it takes time. All of our we're all living. Um, it's a journey. You know, so all of our journeys are different but similar, but that's where, you know, having um, like-minded people around you to, to help you keep yourself accountable and they keep you accountable for your why and you can help keep them accountable for their why and then you, build, you can build together. So that's why I say with our business, the purpose and the passion is bigger than me just trying to push a juice off to you and come sell you 12 juice every week. Right. Any questions that you might have or if you need to call me and ask me something, it's more of, you know, I'm here for the, you know, for my, it's not, you're not a customer, you're a family member because we're in this together. Right. You know, that's, and that's what I tell people. It's, it's, it's bigger than, than just here, hurry up and buy this. You know, it's like, well, why, why do you want to, to lose weight or why do you want to? Why do you want more energy so I can do this or do that? It's it's, it's the why is and is, is is the main key is the why.
0: That's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. So as your business is expanding, is growing, do you all have a vision for for how far you can see your business expanding and growing over the next? I mean, do you have a in business school they teach you? Do you have a five year plan? Do you have a ten year plan? Ha- have you all mapped it out like that
1: uh, or, we, or, or
0: have you taken a, a less orthodox approach to it?
1: We do have a, a five-year and 10-year plan. And, a, of course, uh, plans do change over time. Mm-hmm. Um, we work daily to see, um, you know, how the business is operating, um, how, how can we make little changes to make it better, um, not just for ourselves, but for the uh, family members and you just kind of got to go with the process on a lot of um, the things that you got going in in, uh, in business as far as receiving um, the feedback from the, the customers and the family member, um, what they like, what they don't like, uh, what other um, ingredients they might be interested in as far as uh, making new, new juices and new, and new products, mm-hmm. you know, for the, the family members. But uh, just like listening to the, to what people want and, uh, giving people just uh more information and as far as uh kicking more more information out is key what we have going we're going to start um doing more um just a lot videos for our, our family members mm-hmm. uh, videos of different uh maybe meals that we're making or you know how we're how we're um juicing our juice maybe a different uh ways to make smoothies so that it's not just us selling you a product, but actually showing you how that, how you can, um, you know, make these products at the house for yourself. Mm-hmm. So just going into giving the information is what we want to push more of. And that's real key for this year and for years to come. But when people have the information, then they can, you know, they have more knowledge of, uh, of why we should consume this or why I should do this. Once again, the why is coming up, Right. you know, the information is key, right? So, do you all see
0: with with your current uh, uh, plan and and how you all currently are, are marketing and producing your juices? Do you see a a, a point when you're going to have to mechanize what you do in order to meet the demand? Uh, I, I'm imagining that your demand is growing and so with a with growing demand at some point it's going to exhaust the two of you doing this the way that you currently do it. Is this going to have to become something that becomes uh, mechanized at some point or, or how do you avoid it becoming mechanized at some point in order to meet the demand?
1: So as we as we grow we definitely uh, we do look to bring on uh, more people so you know people who are
0: um, wow. What a novel concept. Provide jobs.
1: There you go. People. Provide, provide <laughs> jobs. And we, we would like to, you know, put people into into the business, into yeah. our business that are, uh, you know, open minded and, um, you know, like minded, you know, people to, to the, the business that, that, that we're offering, the service that we're offering to the people, you know, so you get so that, you sa- that same energy or
0: people than to versus machines versus machines. Yes,
1: correct. We, I wow. Mean, yeah. The people we need it's, it's, it's community. So we push love. We believe in love and community and in, in the community, we need we need jobs. So, you know, when you yeah. have when you have jobs, we can keep that dollar circulating within the community. Yeah. Like right now. um the, the black dollar leaves out of the community within about, I want to say, uh, within six hours is the, is the average versus, you know, keeping it in the community, uh, spending with each other. And if we have the resources, like you say, the jobs to to generate, we generate the money and then we can spend it back with each other. It just mm-hmm. creates a, a cycle.
0: Is this something that you foresee uh, as being a franchisable uh, uh, product? Uh, maybe where, down the where, line. Where, where, where perhaps you train people to do it the Urban Brothers way and make sure that you. I mean, McDonald's, I don't care whether you're in Baton Rouge or in California or in Maine, when you order a quarter pounder, it tastes like a quarter pounder. I, I don't care where you go. It tastes, and trust me, I've had enough quarter pounders all over the place to know that they all taste the same. I would imagine that anybody who produces this, you want it to to have an Urban Brothers taste to
1: it. Correct. Does and, that make sense? And that, that comes with building building systems. So right now we are in the process of, of building our system uh, for Urban Brothers. Um, like you say, being a small business, entrepreneurs just starting off, you, right. have, you have to, uh, you know, you learn as you go. Right. So you can build a system so you will, um, so you can bring other people in and everything t- tastes the same. It's all about system. Right. So, we, like I say, once again, we do plan on bringing, uh, you know, more people in to help us, you know, learn our system and to, um, you know, just to be a part of the Urban Bros family so we can grow and take care of the family members as best as possible and be consistent. Um, as far as a franchise side, over time, um, if business, you know, goes, it, of course it's going to go. We, we, you know we speak it into ex- existence right so business is gonna continue to be to be well and like you say a five ten years over time the business can go into a, a franchisable business uh we don't necessarily have plans just yet, but there's no reason why why we we you know wouldn't want to take it to a larger sure you know environment
0: do you think that this the bad news is a place where this can be done successfully?
1: I think it's actually an awesome uh place to um to do a health and wealth business or a juice business like we have, mm-hmm. uh, us being from uh, California, from right. the, from the West Coast, it's, uh, it's a lot more uh, health conscious there, and like I say, being in the South, Southern states, it's a lot it's a lot different when it comes to the eating. You know, like you say, people come here to eat good food, right? So I mean, this is a perfect place for healthier options mm-hmm. because it's a lot of people that live in the in these areas that are, are leaving or dying you know, quicker than, than in other places because we lack health, healthier options here.
0: I talk to a lot of creative people through this podcast. Uh, many of them are entertainers. Uh, some of them are uh, actors. Some of them are comedians. Uh, I've, I've had the opportunity to talk to a wealth of creative people uh, just in the last year through doing this uh, podcast. People who I m- may have never had a conversation with had we not started doing the podcast. So I'm very grateful for that. But I always ask the question of them, especially uh, people who are younger people like you guys are, uh, is Bad News a place where you think you can live the rest of your life? And I'm, I'm more often than not disappointed that their answer is, know that, that they see Baton Rouge as a place that they're passing through on their way to someplace else. And so let me ask you guys, do you think Baton Rouge is a place where you all can plant your flag and be here for, for the long haul?
2: Yeah, I believe, I know, I think brother too, but for me, yeah, we can definitely be here for the long haul. Like you said, this is where you know we, we know a lot of people here. We have a lot of people here that we would like to like touch and help uh and like you say if we need to you know we do like to still get away and vacate so we can always you know leave out for a week or however long mm-hmm. but we definitely love being planted right here Better?
1: Yeah, I, um, like I say, once again, we're from California. I love, right. I love California. I there's lo-
0: nothing long. There's, there's nothing in you inside you that says we need to head back to California.
1: So I'm gonna be honest. We uh, we, we moved here in 2003. Okay. Uh, my bro and I we left in 2014, 2015, and like packed up and went on back out west. Okay, and it was like you say. I believe in the universe, so it was it was something meant meant to happen because when we went back to California, we got into the service business. Um, you know, helping people uh, make making deliveries to, mm-hmm. to your home, and like you say, being in the information age, being in, then being in Silicon Valley where everything comes first. Mm-hmm. Getting that, you know, that information and knowledge was real big for us coming back to uh, to Baton Rouge, and. I told my brother at that time. I said, "Man, I'm gonna do everything I got that I gotta do to stay in California." <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll be honest. I wanted to stay, okay. but I, but I, but I realized, like living in California, it's that's that's a rich man state. So if you're on uh you know, most of us are from the, a, you know, average households. Um, you could call it uh, middle class, if you right. like. Um, living in California is is tough you know, to make it, you, everything that you make, you pretty much put back in. Mm-hmm. Like I always tell people here in Louisiana, it's a gold mine, it's wide open. When I say a gold mine, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a it's a, a, a wealth of opportunity here because it's a lot of trees around. So the, the economy is still being built here. Mm-hmm. So if you can come, if you're a business person, entrepreneur, it's great for you because you can come here if you've got a good good network of people or meet you a good network of people and you can help build build this city up build the place that you know it's the state capital and it's not a lot of it hadn't been a lot of things here it's a lot of growth going now right especially since we've uh, come back and we we see it with our eyes and we and we love it right. you know, i mean it's traffic on the interstate so it's a lot more people coming yeah so that's good for like you say not just um uh, just business, but just for, like you say, for it being the state capital, just so it don't get. Sh- We've been to a lot of different states and places, and, uh, and a lot of places are just shut down. They're dead, dead towns. Mm-hmm. So you know, Baton Rouge has, in my eyes, before been a dead town, but now I see it. I see a bunch of uh, you know growth, which is which is good. I feel like it's a place that I know I can grow here. I can be of some impact, and like you say, help and change change some people's lives. Okay. So I mean, I feel like we're here to stay. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> uh, you know,
0: I'm 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 born and raised in Baton Rouge, and uh, other than spending some time down in New Orleans uh, for seminary and my first uh, pastorate, I've lived my entire life here. Never wanted to live anyplace else but here. But so many of the people that I have talked to, uh, especially the more creative people, feel like Baton Rouge is stifling to them, and that their opportunities to expand and grow are limited here and so it's it's helpful to me to hear creative energetic enthusiastic people like yourselves say the bad news is a place that you think that you can plant your flag and and live and raise families and do whatever else it is that you want to do here. what else do you want to say before, I say before we a, close down?
1: Then a lot of times, a lot of us, uh, so like I say, we're from from the West Coast, so we've, we've been away and experienced other places. A lot of people that are from Louisiana or Baton Rouge – they, they've they been here the whole life, so they haven't seen other places. So when they tell you that, from my experience talking with people, they just want to see what other places look like, mm-hmm. you know, especially like, like uh, Miss McKnight you keep talking about. Yeah, Ellen. I'm telling Ellen. her that she's is a place for us. She got to stay here. The people need you. But she wants to experience some other uh, places, you know, through her journey as an adult. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I agree. And of course, I people have the right to go and live their lives wherever they right. want. Right, and I told her, I, I agree with it, you know, maybe, you know, go check it out, you know, but we, we need you here.
0: I just have a terrible concern about the future of, of, of my city. Uh, uh, if, if all of the bright, talented, creative, motivated people leave, then what's left here uh, in, in my city? I've seen it happen to neighborhoods. You know neighborhoods right. that were that were once thriving and and uh, positive places for people to raise families. People find someplace else the the, the grass seems greener in the new neighborhood, right. and old neighborhoods uh, suffer as a result of that. Well, expand that to where it's not just neighborhoods but cities right. that that suffer. And I I think Baton Rouge has a lot to offer. Uh, I recognize that my opinion might be the minority opinion on that because a lot of people do want to experiment. But I believe that if you experiment enough and, and move around enough places, you'll be like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz and you'll end up saying there's no place like home and and you'll want to come on back here. I was wondering why you had on that Raiders cap, I, you know. I I'm a Cowboys fan, so I Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: But 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 in that that's home for you, I I know. It's home. Alone.
1: Yes. Yeah. But like my brother said, at the same time, uh, like say, living in Baton Rouge, most of us, uh, we do commute to New Orleans to uh, use the airport. But Mm -hmm. with Baton Rouge, they're uh, you know adding more flights and more destinations. So with you having an international airport, you can go anywhere you like to go in the country. Mm -hmm. So we like to travel, so we don't feel like we're just stuck here to Baton Rouge. But this this is home.
0: Well, I don't I don't have a problem with the travel part. Right, right. But that's why I'm go travel. But But that's what I say. As far as as
1: people who wanna who wanna you know go other places, Mm -hmm. as as I talk to them and like you say, especially creative people, you know you just have to. I throw out there you can fly and travel to other places. You know, go a couple days or it might even be a month, and then Mm -hmm. you can come back. Right. The the good thing about going to other places that are already uh, thriving and um, maybe have more creative things going on than Baton Rouge, you go get the information, the knowledge, and, and keep your mind open, and then you bring it back. So now that helps Baton Rouge grow, yeah. and so that's what that's what I love about Baton Rouge and being able to travel and then bring back information and knowledge, you know, to the to the table.
0: Thank you guys so much for taking the time to come and share with us today. I hope this has been an enjoyable experience for you. It's been a learning experience for me, uh, and, and I appreciate your product. And I wish nothing but the best for you guys. And I'd love to see you guys come and share with us on a Sunday morning sometime.
1: Thanks for having yeah, us, man, and you definitely will see us soon. All right, thank you. Thank
0: you all for viewing. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next time.